Welcome to the HERS Magazine Podcast. Life gives you what you want it to. Okay. So if you put happy, healthy, success out, life works pretty hard to give it right back to you. So your success, have you? would you attribute that to your mindset then? Part of it. Um, part of it is also with age comes wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that it does. It's supposed to anyway. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> What's the difference between a hustle and a hobby? Well, a hustle, you're making money. You're a hobby, you're just having fun doing it. But if you want to turn that into a, a hustle or a side gig or, you know, an extra side income, then you're going to have to, you know, follow certain rules and structure to make sure that you're making money with your, with your, um, your hustle or your hobby. Okay. So that's the biggest difference is, is you're making money mm-hmm. or you're not making money. Is there a difference between a hustle and a passion? Your hustle can be your passion, but again, it sort of comes back to the hobby thing. Um, if you're passionate about something and you just, you're, you're in it for the passion, then it's not a business or not a hustle. So one of the ways that I would probably describe that is I have a lot of people who love doing crafts and they make beautiful leaves or they make, um, you know, beautiful projects. And then when I talk to them and I'll say, okay, so what did you charge for that? And they'll tell me it was like $20. And I said, okay, that seems very low. How much money do you have in product? And they'll be, oh, $18. And I said, how long did it take you to make it? Oh, three hours. So your time is worth, you know, $2. Or let's say, let's take $3. You've got a $3 profit. So you're working for a dollar an hour? That's not, that's not a business. <laughs> so you have one of the first things that I tell people, no matter what, the businesses that they're creating is make sure that you're paying yourself. Even if you're investing the money you pay yourself back into the business, you still have to look at it as how much is my hourly wage worth? How much is it worth me spending? And in a startup, you're going to, and a startup refers to a side hustle or a business, regular business. You're going to have to make sure that you have a salary for yourself. And why is that so important? Because so many people will forget that their time is money. And if you're not getting paid for your time, then you could be doing something else that would be making more money for you or giving you more free time. It's, it's really an opportunity cost. So is it better for me to, is it better for me to spend an hour um, creating this or do I want to be with my family for that hour? And am I making enough money to make it worth not being with my family for that hour? The dangers to taking on a side hustle, then? Well, the dangers is making sure that you have a, that you follow your state and um, IRS rules, so that you're um, making sure that you're paying taxes. If you're working through something like PayPal and you're getting paid out in 1099. Make sure that you save money so that you can pay your taxes, assuming you're making money. So a lot of people forget that at the end of the year, they're going to owe taxes on their side hustle. So the IRS is something to look out for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically okay. the IRS. 
right. What side hustles are better? Um, it's a good question. I think starting with a, when you start a side hustle, you want to look at how it can grow. So if you're the only person that can do what you're doing, it's not going to be a side hustle that could grow. But let's say um, like this time of year, people are doing all kinds of dinner parties and that sort of thing. You could offer, and I did this actually when I was in college and high school, you can offer your services to help clean up and serve so the hostess doesn't have to do as much. The good thing about a side hustle like that is if you're very successful, then you can grow it and hire people. So it's not just dependent on your hours. But if you're doing something where it's not going to, there's no growth and you can't duplicate yourself, then that's going to be a more difficult side hustle. Um, another example is um, when I was in college, I started a uh, maid service for students. And it was called the Student Needs a Maid. And the cool thing about it was I could do the work, but I could also hire other people to do the work. I just had to supply, you know, provide the supplies. So it's looking for, for something that you enjoy doing. And I'm not saying I enjoyed housekeeping. I didn't at all. But, but I enjoyed making money. Okay. So you understood that putting in hours, even into something, you understood how to make money, period. Well, you understand how to make money, but the key is looking at, at you want to be able to duplicate whatever you're doing so that you can scale it bigger. Okay. In dealing with people and mentoring them um, or coaching them in this concept of making money on a side hustle, what would you say is the greatest challenge in them being successful? Time and budget management. Okay. Do they ha lack money or do they just lack money management skills? Money management. It's, it's, you've got to understand what's coming in, what's going out. So it's really bookkeeping. Um, and if you don't know anything about bookkeeping, then you want to hire somebody to do your bookkeeping. Um, you know, to begin with, obviously, that's difficult to do. But once you start growing, a bookkeeper can be an amazing investment back into your company. A good bookkeeper is going to help you understand budgets and forecasting and if that's not something that you're good at. I like that. Right, right, right. What, in your opinion, because you uh, you sounded like, when did you start your first business, by the way? When I was in, in elementary school. Um, we were living in <laughs> across the street from a pit, and nobody, there was a big gully, and nobody was allowed to go down there, but my parents let us go down there. And we caught snake garter snakes, and one of my friend's brother would sell the garter snakes to friends who wanted them that couldn't go down in the gully. <laughs> so, so that was my first business. <laughs> but um, over the year, I've done years. I've done so many different things because um, when I first got out of graduate school, um, I was married, and I needed a job that could move with me from where my ex-husband was stationed in the military. Is it difficult for women to make a home, work, and then, say, take on a side hustle? It, because uh, generally, women are still responsible for the home. Yes. And that's probably one of the biggest pieces of advice that I give to anybody that has a family is make sure the family understands what you're doing 
and that when mommy is in work mode, mommy is in work mode. And then, so you schedule your day and you need to find a spot where you're, you can do your work where someone's, nobody's going to come in and bother you. Because I'm assuming that if you're starting a side hustle, you're starting it from your home. So it has to be a conversation that the family has. So everybody understands how much time is going to be budgeted out of, you know, mom's time to be able to work. Okay. What are some holiday side hustles that you promised us? Let's talk about those. What are some things <laughs> well, there's, there's a lot. There's, um, you can, right now, like if you're a baker or a chef, um, you can cook things and sell them. I, there's one woman in our neighborhood who makes fudge and bakes these pie things. I don't know what they're really called. It's a it's a Polish name, and she'll sell the the her fudge and her baked goods on nextdoor.com. Um, and you can also do gift wrapping. I mean, that was how I started my corporate gift business. Was a lot of the companies would buy the gifts for their for their you know for their com- customers or their big clients or their employees, but they didn't want to wrap them. So we did the gift wrap it. You can do decorating. So like right now, people are looking at decorating for, you know, they're probably looking at even January, February, um, like Valentine's Day decorating. Okay. So you want to kind of go out before that. And again, what I was talking about, um, you know, helping people with their parties, cleaning up after them or going into people's houses and preparing food for them. So you buy, you, you get them to pay for whatever it is that they want you to make. And then they pay, so they have to pay half up front so that they can, you can buy your supplies and you're not going to have to put out your own money. And then you go work, go to their house. You can cook it because you don't have to worry about all of the clean area license things. If you go in somebody's house and do the cooking at their home. So you can go in if people have family, relatives, and they might want someone to come in and prepare a week's worth of food all at one time. So it's easier to take something that you have an interest in, um, if I'm hearing you correctly, and either start it and scale it um, than to just kind of go into something just for the love of money. Like, that's going to make a lot of money. I'll just do it. And you have no well, interest. You just have a lot more fun. I mean, I remember when I was a little girl, I asked my dad how, you know, I'm like, dad, how can you work so many hours? And his response was, because I love what I do. It's not really work. And I've taken that through my entire career. And sure, there are things I don't like that I have to do with my business. But most of the time, it's fun. Wow. Okay. And let's talk about your business. Um, Bodabra, right? Yes. Okay. Was Bodabra easy to launch and market? No. <laughs> um, I, you know, I launched Bodabra before, well, in the late 90s. So we didn't, we didn't have the internet to help us, or not unless you were a computer geek. So you didn't right. have the internet. You had to, like, for if you wanted to print a package, you had to do all of it on a big, massive scale, and then you'd have to send that to the manufacturer. I mean, it was a big, high cost to get in. Um, I made a mistake uh, by trusting somebody on my first mold that I made for Bodabra in the United States who told me not to go overseas, but 
I should do it here. And he had the, we had the mold made under his advice. And basically I had a two ton piece of metal that I couldn't use. It was mm. like a 30 or $40,000 investment. So then I went overseas and I learned, you know, you learn from your mistakes. Um, and so I was able to, you know, manufacture and make the product more um, cost effective so that everybody, then the other thing was when we did the videos, I wanted everybody ever to have a video with it. So that's the old VHS tape. So you had to make the videos and then go into an edit bay to edit them. Like now you can just do it on your phone. Yeah. That didn't exist when I started. <laughs> so there were, there were a lot of, um, it was a lot harder than it is today. Cause today, you know, it's so awesome. I can go on and do my Facebook lives every Monday at like 4 PM Pacific, seven Eastern. And I, I do it from my living room and I get to connect with like thousands of customers. It's amazing. It's so much fun. You know, you never could do that before. So it's with social media and YouTube. I mean, and, and we do YouTube videos so people can get all this for free and we don't have to um, put the expense in of what we used to have to do to create. So you couldn't create as much. Whereas now we can create how to videos for, you know, for, not a lot of money. I mean, it takes time and pre- preparation, but, um, you know, years ago you couldn't afford to do that. And, you mm-hmm. know, great side hustles are creating a blog about a passion. Um, and then, you know, do, using YouTube to promote yourself, teach things. I mean, I think I saw something and how to, how to drill a hole in the wall. Like, <laughs> like, <a drill. laughs> like it has like millions of views. So, <laughs> It's, it, you know, people, I, well, I had to change, I had those, you know, those long tube fluorescent lights. They're like maybe four feet oh, long yes. and they're yes. like a tube. Okay. Well, mine went out in my craft room and I had to go out there and change it. I had no idea how to change them. So what did I do? I went to Google. I watched a YouTube that showed me how to do it. And I was able to change them. Whereas before I probably would have had to call a handyman. <laughs> Um, and so if you're good at that kind of thing, you can, that's a whole side hustle is show all of your repairs you do at home. So really, whatever it is that you love doing, there are probably people that want to see or share. Marketing is a whole lot easier. So does that mean that you are selling more now because you can reach more people? With, with oh, the absolutely. Absolutely. Now, initially, though, when we when we sold the product on QVC, that was what really helped to grow Bodabra because we we had you know we had it's a Bodabra's a very demonstrable product. So when you can show people how easy it is and the hosts can do it, then that helps people have a trust, like a no like and trust. So television was a way to, to do that, but it's a much more expensive way. Um, than social media, but was, extreme. I mean, QVC was awesome for us. What's your main form of marketing now? Social media. Okay. Excellent. Social media cool. and, and probably public relations, which is how we got on the phone. <laughs> I was just telling someone the other day, uh, I think, and this is from being in this business so long, I think half of the issue with most things is, is PR. If you can get a good PR uh, rep and Arden is so professional, um, I think that half of your problems are solved. That's my opinion. And people forget about traditional media. 
They, yeah. they, we all do everything on social media, but traditional media still exists mm-hmm. in different formats, but it's an important place to outreach because traditional media, again, people know, like, and trust the reporters or the producers or the, you know, or the show hosts. And so by going through traditional media, then it opens up more of a venue for who, whatever it is that you're marketing. It's true. It's true. Um, marketing in terms of a budget, how much of a, a side and a person who is taking on a side hustle, is it as important for them to market? Um, Cause sometimes those are just seasonal businesses. So is it as well, important it, for them to create a marketing budget or campaign as it is for a standard entrepreneur? You know, if you're, if you're doing something that's um, local, I would, Go ahead and tell all, go on something like nextdoor.com, go on social media, let everybody you know know what you're doing. And that's free. So, you know, if you're just starting a small side hustle, which everything starts small, I don't know of a big business that didn't start small. Um, and by, um, by going on social media and letting all your friends and family, you've already got a, what they would call a warm market. You know, people who who are more open to helping you out or looking at what you're doing. That makes sense. That makes absolute sense to me. That makes actually great sense. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. Let's help people get started. Then, what is the first step someone needs to take if they want to turn their hobby into a business? Decide what you're what you're going to do, and how how you're going to make money doing it. Okay. So have a plan. So basically, have a mini mark a mini business plan, which can be as simple as I'm going to make this. It's going to take me an hour for each one, and I'm going to sell them for this much money. Um, like let's say cooking. If you're going to go in somebody's house cook, how much are you going to charge for the time to go to the the store? buy the groceries, then go over to their house and cook it. Or you can even have them give them your list. I just thought about this. This could work too. You could give the person your list, then they can go on Instacart, buy the food, and then when you get there, the food's there. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and then you can go and you charge by the hour to prepare and clean up after yourself. So that would be one thing. Another could be, um, you know, it depends on what you're, what you're marketing. Um, you can invest in a course that teaches you how to do social media marketing, but you have to be very, very careful because some of these courses cost an arm and a leg and they're not worth it. There's no way to get rich quick unless you win the lottery. (laughs) Is there there a side hustle that for moms who want to involve their children to kind of spark an entrepreneurial flame in there? Are there any that you suggest for families? There's actually, there are a lot. Um, you can be an in information, you can article, write. Like basically you can, if you, if you like writing or you like doing videos, um, you can talk to big, um, big um, online companies and see if they'll let you guest post. So for instance, if you, if like parents.com or something like that, one of those you can say, look, you know, I, I love to travel with my kids or we go to the parks or we go grocery shopping or whatever. And then you do a video with your family and then you can post that. And then that starts to build your brand because the key is to build your brand. So, or if you like 
you have recipes. I mean, recipe blogging is huge. You have recipes that you want to share. Um, if you have, you know, pet ideas, things to do with your pets, um, or if you, let's say you can make really cool pet treats, you do have to check the regional laws as far as what you can make at your, in your home and what you can't because it's different in every state. Okay. But yes, that's yes. another thing. Your kids can help know. Your kids can make little trinkets with you. It's really figuring out what do you love doing. You can even, you know, put together meetups for moms and their kids and charge, you know, $10 for whatever the event is that you're going to put on. Okay. I like so that. So let's say you could, you could do a crafting event where you bring the supplies or you could do a cooking event where you bring the supplies and people pay a certain amount of money to join your meetup. Um, you could do a book a book club meetup for you know moms and their kids, or for dads and their kids for that matter. It sounds like you use uh, full Monty when you market. Like you use all the technology. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's there. Most it of it is, is free, so why not use it? That's what's so cool in today's world. That you know, you're not going to you're going to like for instance with my Facebook Live. When I first started my, my lives, I, I don't know if I had one or two people maybe watching. Not even my mother would watch. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, and I think once she watched, because I did a live from my cousin's house with her kids, and, um, and my mom watched it, but was very clear to tell me it was boring. <laughs> Even if my mother didn't like it, <laughs> but that's the only time I got to even watch. Um, so, but now I I did what I call like a pop up live the other day. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think I did it Monday, Sunday. I did it yesterday. Oh my gosh, time's flying. So I did it yesterday, and we had like, and nobody even knew when I was going to come live. I didn't even know when I was going to go live, and I think we had like seven hundred views, which is great for just that a is, live that was for the moment. No, that is excellent. Um, that is super excellent. Okay. So, it's, you know, it's really just, you. if you have something, so what I guess what I'm saying is don't give up because you don't have anybody following you. Um, it, it will grow, and every day it grows more. Okay. And And your best growth strategy is persistence, or do you kind of work on your formula more, or what do you think, or is it just simply persistence? It's both. It's both because you have to look at the numbers and you have to say, is what I'm doing giving me a return on the money and time that I'm spending creating whatever it is or doing, um, you know, doing a Facebook live or doing, you know, is it worth the, you know, hour and a half it takes to set up before you do a live? Um, Because you have to figure that's part of the cost of it. But you have to you have to be persistent, and you have to be consistent, which is, are both really important. But you're not going to. I think I, I said this already. You're not. It's not going to happen overnight. You might be really lucky. But um, just with the example of the woman who um, does the baking and then advertises, it doesn't advertise. She tells neighbors what she's doing on next door. I've seen, I follow, I follow her because she's a, I think she's a good case study of a hobby 
that you're just doing, basically making a side hustle. And she'll put it out there and she'll get more and more, oh, I want to order that again or I loved getting it from you last year. So it's like people might have not purchased from her, but then now they're seeing all these people that are like, oh, I want to buy it again. I loved what you did last year. So it starts building up your following. Okay, okay. Makes and sense. Another, yeah, and another thing is to let people know, like ask people, can you please share this with your friends? Can you please, you know, refer my business to somebody I think that's so important. I think we forget to do that. Um, I know I yeah. did. Uh, yeah. But, wow. Okay. You've got a lot I of... Tell my, I tell okay. all of my, on all my videos, I ask people to share, and I thank them for being my marketing department, because they are. My Facebook Live, the people that watch me, they're my marketing department. Wow. Because <laughs> by them sharing with their friends, their friends are know them. They don't know me. But so then their friends are, oh, wow, that's cool. Wow. Okay. Okay. Bodabra, what's the biggest opportunity you've had to work with someone that you kind of, what is this or entertainment? It doesn't matter what field. That you had the opportunity for them to take to your product and expose it even to a bigger audience. Well, we were, um, like last year, Rachel Ray did a segment on Bodabra where they had um, a woman, they gave her a bodabra, and she made, um, she took it out of the box, first time using it, they were in her house, and she goes all out in decorating, and she's like, oh, this product's great, which is one, you know, for somebody that's bow-challenged, and that's so cool. So I wasn't on, but bodabra was. Um, We've done a lot, I've done a lot of media over the years, and now, I, and I haven't for a while, but now I'm kind of putting it out there to do more. Okay. Okay. I can see that. What's your next big project? Can, you, are, are we, can we be privy to that, or do we have to just watch and wait to see what Sandy's going to do next? <laughs> Sometimes I don't know what I'm going to do next. But, <laughs> but no, kidding, kidding aside, it's, we're really working on um, growing the, like, we're, I can find new products and share them with our audience that are that work and are compatible with Vodabra. Are there any lessons that you would like to share or leave as advice in general about, you know, side hustles, you know, that you can share and like I said, some general piece of information? Well, I think that I would go right back to the where we where we were before where I said it's time management and budget management. And planning. So, you know, what's the old adage that if you don't make a plan, you're planning to fail? Right. You kind of want to sit down and map out what your goals are. Um, And they don't have to be huge, but they can be huge to say, okay, in three years, this is where I want to be. In five years, this is where I want to be. It's going to be, okay, how, how much time? Because it's a side hustle. It's not it's not your business. You've got something else. You've got another job and that job could be, you know, working for a company or it can be taking care of your kids and your husband. I mean, what, or vice versa, you know, whatever it is, taking care of your kids and your wife, um, you, you need to plan time to do, to actually work on your, on your side hustle. Like how many hours a day, what time of a day are you going to devote to that and how much money can you invest and make making sure that you've already looked at all the free things 
that are available before you start spending money on, you know, on buying advertising or that kind of thing. And I think what you said, the number one form of advertising is still word of mouth, the referrals. Of course, especially for side hustle. Yeah, let Um, everybody know what you're doing and tell people the progress. Talk about, you know, do do behind-the-scenes videos of, you know, what you're doing. People love to see that. So is there any, I'm looking through this, is there any other last thing that I, we didn't go over that you want to add? Well, that's an open-ended question. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Um, you know, I think it, it, I, I'll go back to, you know, a question that you asked me in the beginning, which was passion versus side hustle. And really look at what are you passionate about? Because if you're passionate about it while you're growing your business and maybe not making a lot of money to begin with, you're still going to be enjoying yourself. Okay. And then one, I will add one more thing. Don't be afraid. Because if you don't take the first step, you're never going to go anywhere. <laughs> wow. Fear, getting fear. What Do you have any kind of... Um you know, thing that you say to yourself or do affirmations or anything to get to, to move past fear? I, I don't have a single affirmation that I use, but I do. Um, definitely I'll, I'll do some meditating and also look, look up, like look for positive people um, and see what I don't. I mean, I guess I don't compare myself to other people. I just look at comparing myself to myself. Like, am I a better person than I was you know, a year ago or two years ago or five years ago? Am I happier? Um, so I think that's probably the biggest thing that I look at um, and, you know, making sure that it's, it's I mean, that I still have the passion for what I'm doing. Even when sometimes the stuff, you know, like the bookkeeping or that isn't okay. what I want to be doing. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. your dad's lesson was do what you love. And then you won't even exactly. feel like working. Okay. Exactly. This is a feature in HERS magazine. You can read the entire story and pictures by checking out the magazine on our website.